Eve. I am very excited to have you here. We've had some technical technical glitches, I guess, on the way here, but we're back. The glitch being, I don't know how to use technology. <laughs> don't worry. I honestly, like, learning how to, um, well, start even podcasting. I've had to take advantage of technology so much more. Like, before, I would just rely on my little brother for things. Like, if I had a confusion, if I had a worry, if I had, like, any error, I would just call him up and be like, Manuel, sort this out. And I don't have that anymore. And I'm podcasting. So now I'm just watching YouTube videos that help me with all my technological problems. So it's okay, we move. But um, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for joining me. Um, how has your Sunday been? Um, been okay. Woke up, had some beans on toast. And yummy. How's yours been? It's been okay. I've like, I, to be fair, I haven't really done much. I woke up, woke up, meditated had breakfast, um, and then I watched some Rick and Morty, and I promote, I did some promo. So yeah, it's just been a very, very chilled Sunday, not nothing too big. More than I have. Oh, but the thing is, I've done all of this in bed. So like, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I only got out of bed to brush my teeth and to get my breakfast. So like really and truly, it's just, it's just a functional, um, being functional when you're sitting down. <laughs> Yeah, that's my thing. But um, yeah, besides that, I've just had a really chill day. Um, I'm excited because I wanted to talk to you um, in this week's DMC about something that I've um, well seen through throughout life, but also seen in so many movies. And it's this idea of like mean girl syndrome. And for listeners who are wondering, like, what is mean girl syndrome? Like, I'm thinking like Regina George. I'm thinking like um those characters in high school who are who find entertainment of belittling others making people feel down what's wrong what's wrong can you hear me i can hear you but you have gotten quieter what's happened right can you hear me now i can hear you but just then you went a little bit muffled yeah, so just then, my AirPods are not even open and my phone just went, my Mac just went, your your thing has changed to your AirPods. Oh, that's strange. They're not even <laughs> Well, I've just turned the, turned the Bluetooth off. I am so sorry about no, that. No, it's not fine, it's fine. No, don't, you, you did not ruin it. This is what editing's for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotcha. But um, no, it's fine, I'll just um, start again. Um, Basically, in this week's episode, I wanted to talk to you about something that I've seen so many times in my life. And it's this idea of Mean Girl Syndrome. Like, for listeners who don't understand what I'm talking about, Mean Girl Syndrome, I'm thinking like Regina George, you know, those characters in high school that would get entertained by putting people down or um, knowing certain people or thinking that they are of some sort of status. And I just wanted to ask you, Eve, like, what do you think? Why, no, why do you think people do that? Um, I think like everyone like that, the, I think the like common thing that everyone says is like insecurity. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, oh, they do it before about themselves, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. I don't know. It could just like, it could just be people's personalities. But is it think... <laughs> like personality? This, but this is what I'm intrigued by because I think like we have all, everybody, like if you're a human, you have personality in it. And like, even with um, people that can be shady, I still, um, I guess 
I'm comfortable with shadiness. I'm not comfortable with like mean girl syndrome because like with shadiness, it's sort of just understanding that your source isn't for everyone and that's okay. But with mean girl syndrome, I think it's like something to do with like a little bit of entitlement, you know? Because I think everyone has insecurities, but it's how people go about them. And when you're a person who thinks they're better because I don't know, maybe they have certain looks, maybe they have certain like monies, maybe they have certain like um, peoples around them to make them better. That doesn't justify the character that they present. So I'm just really intrigued by it because I remember like in school, how girls would be so entertained by being like a mean girl. And I just find it embarrassing. You know what I think it could be as well, right? This is, this is something that I have been grappling with for so long because mm-hmm. I think some people are raised so badly. Yeah. Like, like I, people are so spoiled. Mm-hmm. Like, so they, it's something that really makes me like, oh my gosh, if I ever have kids, I like, you need to put so much thought in how you raise a child yeah. because the way you raise a child just affects everything and everyone around them. Like, mm-hmm. do you know when it's like them friends that you're literally just like, you're like, oh, they're a bit of a twat. And yeah. then like, go and see them in their natural home, meet their parents and stuff. And you're like, that's why. Yeah. Like, 100%, you're an only child. But yeah. like an only child who has been doted on so much. And now you're an absolute, like, knobhead. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the thing. One thing that I definitely, one, one thing that I definitely recognise with this, I, like, this mean girl syndrome is the fact that they genuinely think the world revolves around them or the world revolves around their feelings or their emotional like availability and it's like I I mean in contrast to me who's not as emotional as emotionally available as the person it just shocks me because like I didn't have an opportunity to express like that you know like I'm an emotional person but I'm not um I'm a lot more re- res- reserved compared to like an emotional forthcoming person, you know? But I mean this to say, like, you'll see an individual who has been quite spoiled in their life or has had their um, needs addressed in a very sheltered way that they expect others to shelter them. And it's like, baby, like, no. <laughs> and then like, it's weird, like, even when people, when they feel like they've done wrong, they feel like the world has got something against them. And it's just like, no, that's just the world. Like, the world and life has its ups and it has its downs. But that doesn't mean that you can use that as opportunity to make people, or no, to make that, use that opportunity to spite people. Yeah. And what I think as well, like, is everyone has it in them. And everyone has, like, no no one can say that they've never not been mean to someone. Do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. You're, like, the nicest, most chill person in the world, but you've definitely, at some point in your life, hurt someone. 100%. And, like, maybe you've sometimes done it purposefully for a bit of a laugh. Mm-hmm. But when you, like, realise that and then apologise, own it, all that, and just try and, like, do better that's fine but it's when there's, there's them certain people who just can't let someone just live their life mm. can't let like oh it just boils my piss sorry I'm sorry so much I'm so no, sorry. don't you worry this is this is you show up in your whole authenticity if you're less swear you swear <laughs> but like 
Oh, sorry, go on. As well, when it, I know this isn't necessarily like mean girls, but like just mm-hmm. people, there are so many people in the world who won't let people just like live their life. Like people who are like transphobic, homophobic, racist, all that. It's like, why, why are you so concerned with something that is nothing to do with you? 100. That you're gonna sit there and just make someone else feel like shit about their whole life their whole everything just because and it's nothing to do with you do you know what I mean it's terrifying (laughs) it's actually terrifying because it's like you're losing sleep of something of something no of a community you're losing sleep over a community that has nothing to do with you like you have and I think I've even said this before in Instagram posts like especially to do with like transness and like um the trans like community trans trans people are um instinctually authentic like they're literally being themselves like wholeheartedly and that rattles people it rattles them because they're jealous because they can't do it and their jealousy comes out in so many painful ways whether it is um micro or macro aggressions and it's just crazy because it's like for someone to be trans most how do i say this like a lot of people who are transphobic don't have like any relation to transness at all and it's like you're literally losing you're losing sleep you're losing heart space you're literally like being painful to a community who have nothing to do with you and are just trying to live their best lives. And I find it very, very concerning. Like in amidst the suffering that you experience, you still have time to show hate to a group that don't care about you or know you. Like, oh my God, did you see that thing about um, Pussy Palace um, and their tickets? So basically with Pussy Palace, they've got um, a ticketed tier system. And let's say for like um, black and brown femmes and non-binary people be like, 12 pound <laughs> yeah. yeah so like basically on um there was a conservative uh mp no conservative journalist i want to say who found out about their ticketed system and was saying how like it's um unfair discrimination because they charge white cis straight um men a higher um admission fee and it had like this whole um i guess uproar over Twitter and socials and yada, yada, yada. So in response to that, Pussy Palace changed their fee to £1,000. <laughs> and I just love that for them because it's like, like, why is it that one night a month, one night a month, we can't just have our freedom? And we also, can't just be our free to be ourselves. All these people who complain about online, they never go in there. Do you know what I mean? It, they never were going there. It was exactly. nothing. Like nothing. Oh, mm. Yeah. And as well, it's that thing of like when people bully people as well for like an interest that's maybe like a little bit weird. Yeah. Like, you know, like say, for example, I don't know, probably like a bit of a trope, but if someone like bullied someone for like, like an anime or something mm-hmm. like that, because they're like, oh, you're so weird. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, that is just their interest. It's nothing to do with, and like, it's just something that makes them happy. Mm. Why are you bullying? that like do you know what I mean honestly like that rattling so much and I think like it's annoying as well because I think as you grow up and as you grow older you just like you just I want to well I want to be around people who are passionate about something like I don't care if it's anime I don't care if it's bloody like 
puzzles I don't care if it's um a sport just I want you to like get excited you know when you get that childlike excitement that gassed you up and you can't stop talking about it I think that's so attractive and so appealing and I think when people who um aren't able to like give themselves that freedom to you know get all like giddy about something it means that they're so comfortable projecting that discomfort onto them I find it really really interesting because I know that I started this conversation saying mean girl syndrome but it is it's not necessarily explicit to women or to girls I've just noticed it in a lot of rom teenage rom-coms and I've noticed it in like high school I went to an all-girls school at one point and like the girls they honestly it was so funny because every time they tried to do their nonsense with me they thought it could run but like you can't rattle a rattler <laughs> you can't rattle me it's like because I'll cuss you out you'll cry and now what now I'm in detention because I said something too mean like what <laughs> you were you were pushing me you were poking me and then you're confused at why I'm rude back like that's just strange for me it was like it was always the boys in my school like it was like the mean boys they were the mean girls do you know what I mean like mm -hmm. and horrible and it's just like you just literally just couldn't do something without it being like the butt of a joke yeah and then yeah and it was that thing of like I was always the one to argue back so then yeah. I'd get in trouble and it's like but can you not see that these people are just taking the piss out of every little tiny thing that I do with my life yeah and it's exhausting it's exhausting yeah. like people like I think that's another reason why um I guess me and you got into trouble it's like people are so much more comforting the perpetrator than they are comforting the individual who's getting it done to them or yeah. the receiver because it, and I, I don't know why that is I don't know why people are so comfortable um educating someone who um, educating someone who is being outright wrong, you know? It's quite funny because, like, I was actually in... Sorry, go on. Go on. No, you, 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 you. I think it semi-comes from, like, fear. Like, when people are, like, not giving the person who's being horrible a slap on the wrist, it's because they're scared of, like, oh, well, if not, if not them then it's going to be me that they're taking the piss out of. Do you know what I mean? That's true. I think that, like, it's always... Sorry, two seconds. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm sorry. I just don't understand people sometimes, like, come into my room to be like, oh, can I, I got you these pillows. Can I use them? I didn't even know the pillows existed, my guy. Use the pillows. Enjoy it. Sorry, that was so funny. Oh gosh. What I think about is the reason that these people get away with it. And I feel like it never, I, I personally feel like someone's never mean and then by themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, like, they do it in community, they do it in a group. Yeah. So they can validate like, each other. Exactly. If they weren't all like gassing each other up, then it just wouldn't happen. You never see someone who's so, so nasty, so mean all the time, but also has no friends. And when, when they are nasty and mean all the time, it's like they have no friends because they're nasty and mean all the time, but it's actually because they're like really hurt, something's happened, yeah. they're all bad and they're scared and blah, 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 blah. And then you just have to give them kindness. Yeah. But when it's like 
it, when it's that person who is just a bully and just nasty and thrives off being nasty, they always have people big enough. Around them. Yeah. And, and it fuels that nastiness. It's so interesting because I feel like, I mean, I'm lucky to say that I have, um, I don't really see like that na- that nastiness. I was about to say nastiness. Like, yeah, I was about to say nastiness. <laughs> but like, well, I haven't yeah. seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it that like in my, I haven't seen it in like my um, later life as much as I've seen it in my younger life. Like, don't get me wrong, I've seen people that have been spiteful, but then I'm like, you have no, you have no, you don't know how to communicate, so you rely on spite, you know? Yeah. And I think, yeah, and it's just like, I, I don't really entertain those relationships. I'm just like, you, you need to have therapy. <laughs> And I promise you, I'm not the therapist, you know? And I think like, when it comes to people who are insecure with themselves and find validation with like humiliating others, you can see that they want that confirmation that they, it's like the confirmation that they're seeking is in the undermining of someone else. And I just find it really like interesting how people find comfort in that it's just strange to me and I think as well like you're always constantly going to be triggered which is like bloody exhausting as well because like you either can't laugh at yourself you either can't um you're always like sort of like hyper vigilance it's like you're sort of scanning the room and seeing each imperfection in each character that's in your environment, whether that's in school, whether that's in work, whether that's in like various social settings. So I'm just like intrigued by the concept. I'm intrigued by mean people. Like, it's weird. It makes as well, like, it makes you just constantly, if you're like part of that group or part of that like environment, it makes you so constantly aware of everything. Like, I I'm like like I don't surround myself with like nasty people and stuff anymore but it's so easy to like fall into that group where you have just got like you realize oh my gosh no actually all these people are so nasty Mm. like where I work um like they're still like they're great fun to hang around with but these girls are just not me Mm -hmm. like not my kind of girl um and it was just like a constantly all taking the piss out of each other Mm -hmm. and like Lord, like live for the drama like every day there's a new drama and it's so exhausting it's uh, even exhausting to keep up because there's so many names that are going back and forth back and forth you know yeah yeah literally but it was always yeah but it was like I remember just always whenever I was friends with them like feeling so insecure because yeah. I was like trying so hard to fit in with them yeah and like I was like moved from that workplace don't like literally never see them anymore yeah like, no like, don't blame you they're like nice but like but also so like their whole personality their whole friendship group is based on kind of ripping the shit out of each other and it's like it's boring as well because it's like and like, i i used to be a part of a friendship group where like everyone would just like terrorize each other and like it wasn't it wasn't i mean it wasn't healthy but then also it wasn't like it wasn't necessary. It just really wasn't necessary. It was just like someone would start and then another person would go off. It's like, you know, when you like, um, it's like the domino effect, you know, and it just leads into others. And it's just, it makes you feel so degraded and like deflated that it's not, 
worth it. You might as well just hang around with people that hold space for you and also care about your feelings enough not to like push them, you know, because there's yeah. nothing, I mean, like, I'm sure, I'm sure um, you can talk to your friends and you can guys and be like, oh, okay. Like you can call each other out and like mock each other and stuff. But there's a massive difference between mocking someone, but then like actually like undermining or belittling them for your own gain. And it's just like, it's fucking unattractive. Yeah. Like grow it's up. <laughs> making sure you're in that friendship group that it's like, yeah mock me mock me and then when it starts to hurt you can turn around to your friends and be like this is actually really starting to like get to me I literally had it the other day with one of my friends mm-hmm. um, like she just kept taking the piss like and I think she thought it was a running joke yeah just out of I did like at work and then I, li- I turned around to her at one point I was like it actually is starting to get to me whenever you say that so can you yeah. now? And she, oh my gosh I am so sorry and then she bought me mm-hmm. a little present sorry and it was just like that's lovely thank you so yeah. much for recognizing that and just being like oh yeah okay yeah shit sorry mm-hmm. and also knowing that it's like making sure that your friends can also feel comfortable enough to say that to you yeah you know I mean yeah Sometimes no, for sure because like having um ADHD mm-hmm. it's one of the like symptoms of it is that you can like accidentally be quite rude mm-hmm. um, I don't know like i that's not a very good explanation of it, but there's been so many times in my life where I don't realize that I'm rude to someone. Mm-hmm. I just don't, like, I don't think before I speak or I don't, I don't clock how something I say mm-hmm. would actually affect someone's emotions. Mm-hmm. So it has been quite a few times where like, I'll do something, turns out it's really rude. And then I'll find out after the fact and I'm like, oh my gosh, this person now probably thinks I'm horrible. Mm-hmm. And I only realize it when someone then explains it to me. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes worry so much. I'm like, I really don't want people to think that I'm a nasty person. Mm-hmm. But, oh, shit. Some of the things I'm doing can, like, are quite nasty. But, like, just turn around and say it to me, please. Mm-hmm. Because then I will correct myself. I'll remember for next time. Mm-hmm. I'll apologise, things like that. Yeah. I think, the, I think as, you, as we learn about neurodivergent... As we learn more about neurodivergent um, peoples it's like understanding that communication is different to neurotypical people but that's the thing if you're not like aware of it then it can be um a bit of like conflicting then also there is this um spiritual teacher that I follow and her name's Ahime Aura no Ahime Aura Uh, um, Ahime let me just say that (laughs) and um, I remember she made this post and it was like conflict healthy conflict resolution is only going to bring two people closer and one thing I can definitely like say about you is that you will always regardless if it's a stranger or if it's your friend you'll give them the freedom to respond you know it's not going to be met with like defense it's just going to be kept like oh okay let me know and then let's work through it you know and I think even like I'm sure we're going to talk about more of it in our in the next um, episode. But even with like emotional sensitivity and being extremely direct as like a neurodivergent person, it just shocks people because it doesn't adhere to the social cues around what what they're used to. So I think it is interesting, but then also it just shows you that like if you give the space to allow someone to respond, and they can do, you are just gonna be able to well be respectful and just be hopeful you know i thought we could end the dmc with an oracle card message 
So I'm going to shuffle these cards and I'd like you to breathe in and out for me. Oh. I'll be able to hold you, I'll be able to hear it. <laughs> Just well, don't you worry, breathe in. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I always it. breathing. I'm always breathing. You know what I mean? I'm always breathing I'm, in and out. No, but, I mean, but I mean like breathe, breathe in, breathe out like deeply. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh no, that's so gross. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just funny that you said that because as you said that, my sinuses started acting up and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Literally, it's like telepathic. But yeah, breathe in, um, breathe in and out for me. <laughs> oh my God, I'll shuffle the cards. Pick a number between one to five. <laughs> Sorry. Pick a number between one to five. Five. Okay. I always pick five because there's five people in my family. Isn't that really cute? That's very cute. Okay, so 19 and 6. I'm using the Spiritual Seasoning for the Soul Deck by Kalechi Okafor. Um, 19 says, loved ones who have passed on want you to know you're doing great, sweetie. You are so loved and it would serve you well to remember this. You are being cheered on by those who have passed on or whether you get a chance to meet them or not. Number six says crying is okay. You're allowed to feel things. There is a prayer in crying that you should not deny yourself. Feel what needs to move through you so you can make space for peace. Number one says the moment is the most important. Is this how you want to use it? All right, so boom, the past no longer exists. The future doesn't exist either. That means the only moment that you know exists for sure is the one you're in right now. Make the most of it. Everything else will sort itself out. 25 says the answer to our prayers reside in our daily habits your prayers that haven't gone unheard in fact the things you desire are, out, are already in existence have you made space for your blessings is it the day-to-day -day things you do that decide what exactly or when exactly when your blessings will have the permission to come in and then the last one 42 says even at your loneliness, you are never alone. There are times in life that feel bleak. Remember that those times will pass and even in the midst of them, you are surrounded by divine love and protection. Cool. I know, it was very emotional that um, Oracle card reading. Yeah, very, very. So I hope... Obviously, I lost my Bapu recently. Oh, really? so I was just do you know what I mean? No, definitely. Oh, well, I'm happy that the message resonated with you and you can take something from it because um, Oracle messages, it's just like a little energy guide, you know, to make yourself feel more like calm and grounded. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, it's been lovely having you on the DMC. I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, yeah, we should take it to the next bit of, uh, well, the next episode so thanks everyone for listening um check out our episode next week where me and eve are going to be talking about adhd but for then see you later bye